I was like, maybe she, maybe she forgot. Maybe she forgot how to push a button? I don't know. We've done this seven times now. We'll get it one day. Welcome back to the Badass Roadmap. I'm Jess. I'm Mads, and this is our seventh episode. Today, we are talking about community. This is a podcast for creative business owners, so if you're here, it's maybe because you think people are always mad at you. <laughs> if you're here, it's because you're family. What was that tagline? Do you remember that? It's like Applebee's or Chili's or something, and it's like, when oh. you're here, you're family. And yeah. so uh, you started reading that, and that was my first thought was, if you're here, it's because you're family. <laughs> vibes. I <you> like vibes. <laughs> that will be our unofficial tagline. What? Just if you're vibes. here? Oh, just vibes. No, I was thinking, I was like, we need to make a sticker or something that says it's a vibe. Yeah. Um, I was... I, I, I have a social post coming that is that says a it's a vibe, vibe thing yeah i'll send it vibe to you. check um we'll share it i want to at the end over the summer when we're not recording when we take a little break between season one and two i want to um do like a little super cut of all the times that we say it's a vibe and i think oh God, yes. if you had recorded us this weekend you would hear you and i just shouting and everybody's like brand vibes. review <laughs> it's a vibe this is the vibe you're going for like during brand strategy <laughs> melissa was probably like shut the fuck up you idiots like no this is like an actual serious strategic communications thing this is yeah. not just a vibe you need to be more specific and you and I are like yeah yeah yeah. no I get the vibes I get those vibes yeah those are the vibes right. you're going for right and meanwhile and they're trying if- to get us to like be cohesive and coherent when it comes to our brand strategy so oops yes and if you all didn't listen to the last episode what we're talking about mm-hmm. is that Madeline and I went on a branding retreat, mm-hmm. which is the first of its kind, yeah. as far as we know, yeah. uh, where it was a bunch of designers. Mm-hmm. There was like a total of nine of us and we all got to work on our branding mm-hmm. and strategy and worked with um, kind of experts in their own field to kind of help guide us. So it was led by our friend Jelly Creative Co. And then the guest expert was Melissa of Sweet Daddy Designs. Both of them are amazing. And we were like totally in our zone. Mm-hmm. I think it was so much fun. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we waited to record this too, because I, I just feel like we learned a lot and it was very much a community vibe. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, should, should this have been called like the vibe roadmap or something? Like oh not my the God, badass yeah. roadmap. Change it. Yeah. yeah. Something about vibes. That could be our tagline when we, you know, decide to redo yeah. our branding, which I never want right. to do again. I was talking to my mom yesterday because it was her birthday. Shout out, mom. Um, and she was like, how was your retreat this weekend? Did you get a bunch of work done? And I was like, well, I came back with more work than I went in with. And she was like, why does that not surprise me? And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. mom, way to drag me. <laughs> um, but I was like, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, you know, like you're, you're, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't have to do anything, honey. You know, like being that supportive mom. And I was like, no mom, I like know that I have to do it now. And it's just like all of these pieces fitting together. And I just got a little bit overwhelmed. I'm excited to continue talking about your branding because I think uh, like, I feel like we all kind of walked away with, oh, in some way we are pivoting or strengthening what mm-hmm. we're already doing. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to have it in a clean and tidy order. Mm -hmm. And now it's just about making decisions and narrowing it down. And to your point, there are limitless possibilities. Yeah, that's the shit that I suck at is the making decisions. Right. Which is why then you have a community (laughs) to help you get some of that feedback. Yeah, that was... I think uh, that's like the biggest thing for me. Feedback? Is the feedback. Mm -hmm. From community or from Jolt? Like from specifically the the retreat group? Probably both, Mm -hmm. but in general, it's just, I think that's why I like to be social. Mm -hmm. And and I came from a design firm where that was very normal, Mm -hmm. where you could look over to your your coworker and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. Um, And this kind of goes back to the the idea of like 
constructive criticism mm -hmm. in school too, mm -hmm. which I know you didn't experience in the same way, mm -hmm. where you put up all your work on on the you know the wall, and then everyone kind of gives you thoughts and stuff. You know, it was kind of funny to me was when we were doing our style skate presentation. I felt so detached from my work. Yeah. So when people were like making suggestions and I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm not going to do it, but yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I think there's this level of control there too mm -hmm. with, with that. Well, it's so hard because we're all business owners. And so, you know, we can make suggestions for your business or Julia's business or Saba's business or my business or anybody's business all day long. But at the end of the day, the person who really has the final say and has to make the decision that they can be proud of and stick with is the person who's building the brand. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that was a, a mindset that I went in with was like, I'm here for feedback, but the feedback that I get in no way, not in no way, but like, I don't know, kind of in no way will alter ultimately what I decide to do. Ultimately, the decision is with me. And uh, I don't know. I feel like that was, I feel like that's a lesson that I've learned a lot in other places. And I've come to terms with making decisions that way. So when I went in to present and show my work, it was kind of like, a, oh, I'm excited to hear these other people's perspectives, but they will really in no way alter my course super drastically like I might tweak and change a little bit how I present things but how it is in my head is so clear and I just have to like the flaw is more with like maybe how I'm presenting it to these other people mm, but not so sense. much with like the actual design yeah yeah that's fair how do you feel about where you so you mentioned that your favorite part was the strategy so as a little bit of background we went on this retreat this branding retreat we were with it was 10 of us in the house right nine nine of us in the house all together with jamie and melissa right mm -hmm. okay so there were nine of us in this house on the chesapeake bay we had this gorgeous view of the bay the house was this gorgeous bay house like I don't even know how many bedrooms that place has. It sleeps like a million people. <laughs> um, there were parts of the house that I did not see. Um, and it was like the very best version of summer camp. Maybe maybe mm -hmm. summer camp isn't like the mm. right example because we like weren't playing games or anything. I think if Jamie had been like, and now we're going to do uh, like, like potato charades. sack race or charades yeah. or something, yeah. I would have been like, Fuck no. Like, as, even when you guys were like, let's play a game on the last night, I was like, my brain is so melted and I don't have to pretend that I want to play this game. So instead, I want to be social, yeah. so I'm going to lay on the couch right next to you guys playing the game and I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> so I'm still yeah. part of the fun, but I'm not participating in it. Um, but we were there for two full days, half a day on Thursday all day Friday, mm -hmm. all day Saturday, and then we left Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. um, Melissa and Jamie led us in a bunch of different um, activities. I don't even know if activities is the word, but just kind of like little workshops to work on our brand mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. come up with words to define our brand and shape our messaging and figure out who our client is. So we spent about half of the time on our brand strategy. Um, a lot of that stuff... I don't think like most people will see because it's just notes that we took and it was stuff that we had to figure out on our own and it was very difficult and like a lot of um, mental gymnastics I feel like like my brain felt very wrung out by the end of the brand strategy yeah it was a lot of thinking but mm -hmm. it's also the foundation that you need right for branding which I'm sure a lot of graphic designers and brand designers listen to this <laughs> <laughs> So they get it, but yeah. yeah. And then the next part was um, uh, sourcing inspiration and looking mm -hmm. at photos and visuals mm -hmm. and getting inspiration essentially for these stylescapes as they're called yeah. and creating our own set of visuals. And I think that that's where a lot of us feel a lot more comfortable. Mm -hmm. I think as designers, sometimes we don't focus as much on the messaging or the voice or the words because mm -hmm. we're like, well, we 
we receive the words and then we make them pretty right. or intentional or purposeful rather than um, creating the words. And I think you have a unique perspective on that. And I think that this, like, to tie this back into our community thing too, it's like, there's a lot of strength in being with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of strength in being with people who can add yeah. a different set of skills or value. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you came in in a very different way. I mean, again, we, we talked about this, like the group was a lot of designers, but there were also a lot of us who do a bunch of different things mm-hmm. where we don't just do design. So like you, me and Saba, we also have all these other facets of our business. And mm-hmm. so it was interesting to be a part of that and like to see the different sides of it and to understand how it all kind of works together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think if anything, I got frustrated at the end that we didn't have more time. Like I wanted I to, I wanted to relax and enjoy myself, but I also like really wanted to like work super intense. And so I kind of sometimes felt a little bit frustrated myself, not like with Jamie or the situation or anything. I was just like, I just wish I had more time. Um, yeah. So and to I, be social. To be social. I know. I wish I could have. I wish I had more time because I feel like if I had felt like I had more time to work, then I would have taken more time to be social. Mm-hmm. And so instead I was like, okay, the work is number one priority to me and being social is like a secondary benefit, but it's not why right. I spent all this money and came all this way. Right. Yeah. Right. I Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like a whole interesting conversation how that works with community because I do think that there are different opportunities that we invest in where it is about making friends Mm -hmm. right like I'm in different groups where it's like okay my sole priority is to have a community where I can share things with I can vent I can talk about similar things Mm -hmm. I can create this like very friendly vibes and then there's other investments that are more like education right like learning a skill doing all these things I think it had a summer camp vibe because we were on the water. Yeah. We were in a house together. You and I were literally in bunk beds. beds. (laughs) And it was like snacks, hanging out, learning Mm -hmm. all in one. And I feel like that's like the most beautiful form of community. And something else going back to that, like that I think is interesting to consider when you're looking for a community is um, your level of socialness. Mm -hmm. Like I realized that I really want a co-working space, Mm -hmm. but I... And I had that with Saba and Jamie. Yeah. And I used it to be social. Mm -hmm. I did not use it to work. Yeah. Like, it was very rare that I was going to do work. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's just, it's an interesting thing that you have to realize. Also, if you hear noise in the background, it is the Amazon truck driver driving around my neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) It's so loud. I don't know if it ever comes across (laughs) in the microphone. Um. Yeah, let's like let's get into the meat of this. Yeah, let's dive in. Um, All right. So I think you picked the theme for this episode, right? The importance of community. Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. you say? Can you talk a little bit about I, why? I think something that a lot of people talk about when they first go on out on their own, mm-hmm. or even if they haven't found their community and they're out on their own for mm-hmm. a long time, is being really lonely. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us to save costs and to like, you know be such a juxtaposition to our nine to fives we work from home Mm -hmm. and so when you work from home you don't really leave home Mm -hmm. and in the beginning I'm sure there's also a lot of us are like trying to save pennies change up our budgets all these things so we're not like going out to coffee shops and spending money on that kind of stuff all the time Mm -hmm. so I feel like we're very isolated and I also think that there is a huge difference between digital communities and in-person communities. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I, I mean, one of the reasons that you and I connected was because I put myself out there to be connected Mm -hmm. with. Yeah, that's true. A lot of, like I had to reach out to you, but you also had to be open and like present that opportunity for me to connect with you. That's a good point that like, it's not always just about like reaching out and making the connection. It's about Mm -hmm. letting people know that you are open to connection. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that is a great point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> good job. <laughs> Thanks. I think about it with dating all the time. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. and it's also with projects, right? Like, yeah. if you're not open to a project, doesn't matter how many times someone reaches out, you're gonna be like, okay, I'm not open to this. Right. But so I think that for me, a hugely <clears throat> pivotal part in loving my business mm-hmm. and enjoying being in this realm 
of what I do in my life right now was finding my community Mm -hmm. because that was the biggest thing that I missed from working at an office. I missed like making coffee and having chit chat Mm -hmm. and like being like, hey, what do you think of this work? Or going out for lunch together. Like those are a lot of things that it's very hard to coordinate schedules sometimes when you're on your own. Mm -hmm. And also I just didn't know where to fucking find people. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I don't want to go to a boring networking event where everyone's going to be very like stoic and professional. Mm -hmm. Like I want a place where it's casual Mm -hmm. and we can just make friends like, but it is very much like dating. (laughs) Yeah. And we are in different places with that. When it comes to dating one of us, <laughs> dates a little bit more than the other one who's engaged. Yeah, right. So, and it's been a long time since I've dated. Mm-hmm. And it was very awkward, like, putting myself out there. <laughs> um, but I also come in hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm like, and, yes. and there's, that's not always a good thing either. But I think that's what spurred this whole thing is that I realized that I finally have a community mm-hmm. because I wanted one. And because I realized that it was important for my growth. Okay. Yeah. I think that's... It was my stop on the roadmap. I think that's an important distinction to make is that you were intentional and you you saw that there was like a gap in what was bringing you fulfillment from your life and community was one of those things that was missing. I Mm -hmm. realized for myself that I, um, I have a lot of really great friendships especially like during the pandemic in the last few years I would say pre-pandemic I had a really strong community I had a bunch of different communities I had a community through the boathouse that I worked at I had a community through the um, gym that I went to I had a community through work I had a community through uh, people that I met who were from Texas we all kind of moved here around the same time so I had a bunch of different communities that I could kind of like fall into and I had close friendships in all of those communities. And then I also just had kind of like more secondary friendships. And in the pandemic, I realized like my friendships were stronger than ever, but I was feeling so lonely. And I was like, how is this, mm. how is this possible? Like I have these incredible friendships that have blossomed because of the pandemic And yet I still feel like I have no ties to this city. I feel like (laughs) this is going to be really dark, but like, I feel like if I were to disappear tomorrow, nobody would really notice. I know that's not true. Mm, I know that's not true. You know. Yeah. But that's how it felt. Convince yourself. That's how it felt like inside the bubble that I was in. And I was like, what is missing? It's not friendships. I can't, I literally have time for no more friendships. And I eventually came to the realization that I was missing community. And I think that there's a difference between Mm. friendships versus community. Um, I don't know what that difference is. I could not articulate it for you. Um, I just kind of have started to notice in myself the places where there are gaps. And for me, it's a lot easier because I like being on my own. I prefer being on my own. I the parts that you that you love of going into an office of like chatting with somebody over coffee and leaning over and saying hey can you take a look at this and like going to lunch with somebody those are the parts that I hate and I like avoid where I like go in I get my coffee I sit down at my desk and I work and then I like when I want lunch I'll like go out grab lunch come back eat it at my desk like Mm -hmm. very much like heads down like you yeah yeah I I and I'm I'm very bad about need a lot of breaks to me either I think, right, like, I like breaks to, you're very much, I mean, we haven't talked about human design too much, Mm -hmm. but it's something that you and I talk a lot about. Mm -hmm. You have a generator energy Mm -hmm. and I have a projector energy. And so Madeline can like go a thousand miles an hour for a thousand miles. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm like, I need to stop and rest. I need to stop and rest. I need to stop and rest. Yeah. And, and to get my energy back up. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that I will always remember now is when I met you on your boat dock that one day Mm -hmm. and you were having a conversation Mm -hmm. with another boat person (laughs) and so we were like there for like 10 minutes and I was like oh my god like I don't like I don't feel like I fit into this conversation like this is fine but like I'm here to hang out with Madeline Mm -hmm. but you were so chatty Mm -hmm. and and it was fine and then we kept going And you literally waved across the dock to, like, another dock, like, 100 feet away. And you were like, hello! And, like, having this conversation with people. 
And it's so funny to me that, like, I see you as a very social person. Mm. I see all of your community, and I know you've worked really hard to build that. Mm -hmm. But I also, like, see how important friendships and community is in your life. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to hear that, like, yes and no for you, right? Like, sometimes and then also sometimes not. Yeah. And it highlights how different our personalities are Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, too. Like, if I had your life, I would be so happy with all of the... No, you would That's very imposter syndrome to me. But I shouldn't have said that. But, like, (laughs) well, I mean, if I had all of the friends that you have, Mm. yes, that would light me up. Now, granted, I realize that I have a a capacity for friendships Mm -hmm. because I get overwhelmed repeating the same story. Mm And I'm like, oh my God, I can't repeat the same fucking story like 10 times. So don't. Right. Right. But also <laughs> like some stories are worth repeating. Mm. Like some stories make sense. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. Uh, for you, I've noticed like you have a lot of like separate groups of people. Mm, mm-hmm. And I feel like where I have always <clears throat> had patterns is I have individuals in different groups. I don't have full-blown communities so something that's always been really important to me is like when I get people together Mm -hmm. that they mesh in some capacity and that I like pair them up Mm -hmm. and I have noticed in other communities that that's not as important to people Mm -hmm. however I don't that frustrates me when I get into a group and I'm like okay so no one thought about how these people would get along like what the fuck like that it feels like a bad hostess type of situation but that's my opinion Mm -hmm. on that you know yeah but I mean, what are you gonna do? Not invite people? Yes. Be- no. Yes. No. If I'm like, okay, this, but if it's a specific section, yes, a birthday party, whatever, people can. But like, if you know that eighty percent of people know each other, mm-hmm. or this is your fitness group, right. or this is your people know you, like for me and Matt, people know Matt mm-hmm. versus people who don't know Matt. And maybe I think they won't get along as well. Like, yeah, it's like a separate thing. As I'm thinking about my business anniversary shindig thing, I'm like, who, one, who's here who can actually show up? Mm -hmm. But two, which is, I think, a part of community as well. It's like sometimes you have people in different places. Mm -hmm. And then who is like actually can get along with each other if we're at a sit down dinner and they're seated next to someone? See, I think that's where personal responsibility comes into play. I don't think that's I don't think that's on you as a hostess. I think that's on the individual. Like if you want to feel involved, involve yourself. I think that that's so much harder than you think it is. So you say that I get along with every, or that I can like have a conversation with anyone? Mm-hmm. I cannot. Mm. I hate small talk. I don't want to sit and talk about your something. I don't know, if like there's no connection. I I crave connection. So if there's not something to connect on. But you can find like, connection over anything. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. If you ask enough questions, if you get okay, down to it. Okay, but I don't want to ask a ton of questions. You want to be asked the questions? Is that what you're saying? No, I want a healthy mix. And I think okay. sometimes that's hard to like get in. Like, yeah, we can have a conversation about like, oh, I know Madeline because of this. And I know Madeline because of this. But, like, sometimes it's like, ooh, I think that we stepped into something that I have a very different opinion on, Mm -hmm. and we are now stuck at a table and don't know each each other well enough to, like, move past this or through this. (laughs) This is one instance, okay? Like, this is not, like, this is, I'm thinking of very specific instances where this kind of stuff has happened, where it is about, like, being left out, which is the whole point of community, right? And it's, to your point, though, personal responsibility Mm -hmm. on it is okay for that person to say no to the invitation. Yeah. If they don't think that they want that. I think, I think this is where like knowing yourself is super important. Um, mm-hmm. I think I, I am very much uh, a person where I get, uh, I don't know, like if I, uh, mm, I don't know how to phrase this. I don't want to say like, I listen a lot to the voices in my head, but like kind of like when, if like, <laughs> If, uh, this is a podcast for people if you think that people are always mad at you like I just always yeah. assume that everyone is mad at me and doesn't like me and like it's kind of right. like what is Madeline doing here and so then therefore I have to prove myself and like 
be responsible for like, it's on me. If I want to have a connection with somebody, it's on me to make that connection. And Mm. if people respond, then I'm like, oh, great. This is, this is when people click. But like, I can have a conversation. I feel like I can make conversation with anyone, but I also think that that's me being really good at faking it. And like, yes. And, and why would you want to? But like, I don't know. I, I genuinely believe that you can find connection with anyone if you ask enough questions. Also, there was this podcast that I was listening to when I was doing the Bay Paddle last year. I'll have to try and see if I can remember it to send it to you. And yeah. I think it was a This American Life segment. And the person was okay. talking about the death of small talk. <laughs> they said, they were like, I hate small talk. Skip the weather conversation. First question, right out the gate. When was the first time you said I love you to someone? Oh, oh my God, that would light me up. Yeah, I know. And so it's, and it's like, it's so funny because she's like, talk, she says she like asked this to a stranger and she kind of like runs you through the conversation. The audience is laughing, but then you're also kind of like, oh my gosh, this is like, this was a, this was a joke, but now this is this really poignant moment. And Mm -hmm. like, I think that you can find connection with anyone if you are determined and if you are willing to be open. Mm. That is interesting. I can see that. But I will say that there's all different types of connection. Yes. Some people you connect with better than others. Yeah. Some people you can have a super deep, intimate conversation and say, when was the first time you said I loved you to someone? And then have that connection and then never talk to them again. And that's okay because connection and community and relationships and all of these things are meant to evolve they are not Mm -hmm. meant to stay static uh i say this knowing full well that i am a hypocrite because i hate it (laughs) when relationships change i struggle Mm. with it a lot i would say the um the biggest tension in my relationships friendships romantic relationships work partnerships whatever has always been one, my inability to communicate and voice my feelings and speak up for myself. <laughs> and two, my inability to accept when things are changing because I'm trying to hold on to um, the way things yeah. were. And that's like a whole episode in itself of like dealing with change mm-hmm. and evolution. Mm-hmm. It's, I do think though that there is like, like as you were explaining all of this about how you can connect with anyone, mm-hmm. Totally. I connected with someone in the Chick-fil-A line the other day, and I was like, this is a great See, conversation. See, this is what I'm saying. But I also think there's a magic in, like, when you connect with someone and you're like, holy shit, I, like, know, I knew them in a past life, oh. if you believe that. There is this, like, where you're like, I want to be friends with them forever, or I want to know them. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. And and I think those are my favorite. When you're like, ooh, those can this be your one's favorite. fun. Those can be your favorite, but that also you shouldn't exclude the others just because those are your favorite. Because mm. there are really magical connections and there are. communities that come from diving past that spark. So you want to talk about yeah. relationships. Yeah. Like there's sure there's such a thing as spark and chemistry and all of that stuff, but like Yeah. I don't know. At the end of the day, that shit's going to go up in flames. And so you want Well, a slow there's burn. a yeah, we've talked about this. There's a fast burn and a slow burn mm-hmm. with relationships. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the fast burn, just like fire, will go out very quickly. So you can be very close to someone for a long time. And I think this happens in a lot of intimate relationships mm-hmm. too, in like the dating world. And then it like dissipates and you're left with nothing but ash. Or it can be a slow burn where it's taken a while to like stoke the fire and mm-hmm. the flames go up. And, you know, I'm like, it's in my head. I'm like seeing it right now. And then over time you build. And like, this is also why I have really only dated people who were my friends first, mm. which I know that you say you don't like, but I think it's going to happen for you. Okay. That is disconcerting to any man that I'm friends with. Also, I don't think, I really don't think it's going to happen. One, because all of my male friends are in very happy, committed relationships That's true. In, That's true. in partners who are quite good for them. And I know that I am not. Um, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't trust, uh, being friends with someone first and then and then transitioning it's to dating. It's such a good way to get to know them, but I hear you. I get it and I there's a part of me that is like, okay, the next time I date somebody, I should really date with the intention of 
being their friend rather than just like wanting to have sex let's be honest let's call a spade a spade um and I haven't had that yet and I think that's partially on me and like my you know when I'm going into a relationship that's not always top of mind and I think that that's something that I need to like give more importance to but I think for me I've always been really scared of what happens when you date a friend and then if things don't end well then you lose that friendship but then that's your fear of change Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also and like it that, hurts. that can be we, avoided if you communicate your feelings and you're yeah. open. And and we've talked about this. I also like this this conversation is like way more raw and vulnerable than I think I was ready for. Uh I think it's because we have talked about this a lot mm-hmm. and we both are working on things related to this right now. In our personal life? Yeah. 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 So so we're still figuring this out. This is like very much, we're still on this path, mm-hmm. I think. And it's, it's um, you know. Uh, and it's lifelong. It's but. lifelong. And then like business stuff is life stuff and life stuff is business stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the stuff that and, we're working on in our personal life comes up in our business and the things that we're thinking about in our personal life, we can see mirrored in our business and, oh, and yeah. beyond. Yeah. And, you know, that's probably why I liked that retreat so much because it was a blend. I like when the business overlaps with the personal Yeah. in a very clear way. I mean, all of my closest friends mm-hmm. are from business. I have two outside of that that mm-hmm. are not like almost everyone else. And that is something I want to work on too, where yeah. I'm like, okay, well, what are the other hobbies? Yeah. What are the other interests or like it, but it's, it's also because my business, I have put a lot of my personality in my business mm-hmm. So it's more like it's been this avenue for people to find me. Yeah. So I go back and forth with it. But I mean, my situation is slightly different, but I have definitely made friends through my business because I am the same. I put a lot of my personality into my business. But, and this was something that we saw in the retreat, my business model is slightly different from yours, Mm -hmm. um, where a lot of my clients, a lot of people who I've made friends with... um, are buying a product rather than like a service. And so my relationship with them can inherently be different. Um, Mm -hmm. So, mm, I don't know. I I think it's important though to diversify your communities and your friend groups. Um, And especially, especially when it comes to business, because that can be such a dangerous thing because like, who do you go to when you're burnout on business and you don't want to talk about the same stories over and over again and, you know, you have all of these business friends and they're having their own, you know, like say that you are going through a period of burnout in your business. You're like, I need to take a step back and find better work-life balance. And then you're like, I'm going to focus more on my friendships. All of your friends are in the business sphere. You hang out and you might start talking about something else. But inevitably, the conversation will come back to business because that's what's going on in their life. And you have set this boundary and this intention to not talk about or think about or, you know, work on your business because you're, you're in the process of recovering. Then like, it's like if you're, if you're an alcoholic and all of your friends are alcoholics and then you're hanging out with them and it's like, okay, what is the elephant in the room that we can't talk about? That's fair. That's fair. I think though, in the opposite stance, if all of your friends are not entrepreneurs, which I see a lot of people when they go into the entrepreneur lifestyle, mm-hmm. that's where that sense of loneliness oh, comes yeah. from, where they're like, it's so hard to explain it. Oh, I think it's so important to have friends who get you where you are to have business friends. Um, oh, we should talk about expanders. Okay. You're really good at talking about this. <laughs> I would love for you to take the lead on this. Okay. Um, what do you, do you just want me to like explain the concept or like in, yeah. in what, how do you want like me to tie it back to community? Community. It's a part of community because okay. well, I was an expander for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you, and then you've been an expander for me in a very different way Have I? Okay. in like fitness okay. in health in taking care of your body. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so over the weekend, uh, one of the exercises that Jamie and Melissa had us do when we were talking about our brand strategy was to think of your, they use the word competitors or your competition. And how did, I was direct and indirect competition. So mm-hmm. your direct competition is businesses who are like you, 
doing the same, same thing you are. Same audience. Same audience. Same, it was it was like audience and services. Okay. Same audience, same services. Same audience, same services. Your indirect competitor are people who are who different different from you either in audiences or services. Okay. Something like that. Anyways, so we had to come up yeah. with this like list of of com- competitors and I feel like yeah. I I was like got this. Knock it out of the park. I've got 20 that I can list mm-hmm. right off the mm-hmm. bat. That. And Saba was kind of struggling with it. And she was like, who is my competition? Like, these people are, like, so far ahead of me. Like, and then she was like, you know, you're my competition. Jess is my competition. Anybody who paints a mural is my competition. And then she was like, well, I don't want to think of you guys as competition. And so it was just kind of yeah. like there was a lot of um, emotion and feeling. And, like, everybody comes at words with, like, different – from different perspectives. And mm-hmm. so, like, I think mm-hmm. she was getting tripped up by the word competition. And so I said something to her where I was like, what I, for me personally, the way I have thought about it is to see them instead of thinking of them as competition and we are competing for a limited amount of resources, I can now see these people ahead of me as expanders, which you and Mm -hmm. I both um, follow this uh, woman out of California. Her name is Lacey Phillips. Um, She is, uh, she has a program called To Be Magnetic. She has a podcast called Expanded. Um, And she is all about like manifestation, which Mm -hmm. I sometimes struggle with some of the stuff she talks about because it's very like LA woo woo whitewashed, lots of privilege. And that's great. And she talks about it a little bit. Um, Maybe not enough, in my opinion. But um, she does have, it has been integral for me in, like, looking at my blocks, uh, at looking at what might be holding me back, at looking at limiting beliefs, at looking at the way I grew up and, like, why I might feel a certain way about myself, my business, my body, whatever. And one of the concepts that she talks about is expanders, where you find someone who is ahead of you, and they represent, like, basically seeing is believing, I think is what she says. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if you... Where you want to go. Where you want to go. And if you can see, oh, somebody else already got there and somebody else already did it that way, why can't I? It's that feeling of, like, oh, it's possible. I didn't yeah. know it was possible. Yeah, that's true. And now, yeah. Versus, like, a celebrity doing it. Mm-hmm. It's, like, someone in your life that feels attainable. Mm-hmm. And that's showing you that it can be done, mm-hmm. which is what I think coaching is in a way too. But mm. yeah, the idea of expanders I think is so powerful when you're thinking about a community. So for example, if you if you have a money mindset that's very much in scarcity mm-hmm. and you start making friends with someone who knows how to make money, they want to talk about this, like they are expanding mm-hmm. your perspective on what your business could be yes. as an example. Yes. And I think it's important to your point to have that varied like diversity in a mm-hmm. sense throughout your community so that you can get, you know, cuz the people who have the scarcity mindset also have something to give, mm-hmm. right? There's like there's a benefit there too. It's mm-hmm. like all of these things are very symbiotic, mm-hmm. which is like one of my favorite words. <laughs> um but yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I like that. Uh so for me you were an expander when it came to thinking about my business as a business. Yeah. Spending, like, feeling okay with spending money on my business. Because I came Mm -hmm. from a family, I came from a background that was very frugal, and it was like, don't spend money, don't spend money on yourself. And for me, my business is myself. Like, I'm working for myself. So I'm like, I can't spend money on this thing. And you were like, no, your business is not you, it is, but, like, your business is a business, and yeah. it's okay to think about spending money on it, mm-hmm. and it's okay to think about investing, and it's okay mm-hmm. to, like, plan for your future and actually take steps to get there as opposed to just hoping that someday, magically, it will happen. Um, right. These expanders, you can kind of sometimes look at their roadmaps and copy their roadmaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I know... But- I- always making it your own too yeah like what what were we talking about earlier inspiration versus imitation inherently in copying not in copying but in following someone else's roadmap inherently you will make it your own even if you're trying to copy them to a t 
there's no way your personality is going to come through and your individual unique experiences are going to come through on their own. Um, That's totally, yeah. uh, For me, for like fitness, um, Mm -hmm. seeing people around me who were similar like shapes and sizes to me, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. people who were like strong and like fit and muscular, people who were athletic and being like, oh, well, if that person can do it, I might not be able to do exactly the same because that person is very strong, but maybe like 10 pounds lighter. I can do what they did, but just a little bit less, 10% less. Mm -hmm. And so then Mm -hmm. it forced me to push myself to get a little bit closer. So that's for me why uh, having different communities has always been super important to be exposed to different perspectives and points of view and walks of life. Right, right. And, and also that there is an inherent difference between community and friendships, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the phrase that you wanted me to say? Mm-hmm. Not everyone is your fucking friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. But. That's the money. Not everyone is. No. And, and you and I have talked about this. Like, there are a lot of times where I'm like, this person is like an Instagram friend or they are an acquaintance or like a fellow business owner. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes that amount of words feels like too much. So yeah. you're just like, whatever, they're a friend. But it's interesting, too, because I've had my own journey with friendships. Um, And I, for a long time, I didn't call anyone my friend. Mm. So then it was like almost the opposite where I was like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to call these people? Because I didn't want to assume, especially with men. I had that a lot with men where I was like, oh, I don't know if they see me as a friend. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to get second like embarrassed if they're like we're not friends (laughs) because I have my own fear of like abandonment and rejection yeah so that comes across in all these interactions for me interesting I sometimes have the opposite problem where I will call anyone and everyone my friend and it is a problem um Mm -hmm. and so I'm trying to get more intentional about when I say this person is a friend versus an acquaintance versus a Mm -hmm. but it is difficult especially when you're in like when you work for yourself like I don't know what to uh, now after this many years I call you and Saba my friends yeah but But in the beginning but in the beginning it was like whoa (laughs) sorry what are we can we define the relationship like (laughs) right (laughs) which I know you love (laughs) oh god fucking hate it are we uh, like are we co-workers we're not really co-workers but you guys are probably no. the closest thing I have to co-workers yeah it's uh it's confusing and at the end of the day it's also like totally up to you and your community when you're talking about things mm-hmm. and like how you decide to define it uh let's shift gears a little bit and talk about like how we have found our communities okay I think that we can mostly focus on business because Mm -hmm. I think that's what people come here for Mm -hmm. but also like I struggle with making friends outside of business okay because it's hard to find people unless you are in a hobby that is social Mm -hmm. right that's the whole point of like social leagues Mm -hmm. where it's like fucking kickball with a cup in hand which I will I did it once and I will never do it again (laughs) (laughs) people either take it way too seriously or they don't fucking care and they're just there to drink. Yeah. And it's like, can we just have like a middle of the road? Yeah. Where like, we're like, I want to play I the game, but also I don't want to get like... somebody about that yesterday. I was like, do you know of any yeah. soccer leagues that are in Southeast? Because I feel like the people I know who still play soccer out of, you know, college, high school, whatever, they either take it way too seriously and they're like tearing ACLs or they like are just there to drink and I just... I just, I just want to kick a ball around. Just I, just want, I just want to play. Just a little friendly yeah. game. So I'm you know looking for funny? a league in Southwest, if anybody knows of one. Dude, yes. If anyone knows, let us know. <laughs> I was talking to my coach um, about this. Not your soccer coach. She was No, not my soccer coach. Okay. Coach Kate Burns. Mm. Um, and we were talking. She also was talking about soccer. I was talking about soccer. And I was like, I want to play soccer with people who have never played soccer before. Mm. Maybe they aren't, like, crazy unathletic. But they have, like, some skill, but they've never been taught. And so it's, like, these artsy folk who are coming out to play soccer. And she was like, you should make this. You don't want that. I know that because I don't want that. Because it would be chaos of people, like, running around and picking daisies the whole time. So, okay, so here's the thing. I don't know how to play soccer. Mm-hmm. I know the I know the relative games, yeah. right? And I'm dating a – he played soccer in college, mm-hmm. right? 
or sorry, I'm engaged to someone <laughs> who played soccer in college. And I, it's funny, hold on, side note. It's mm-hmm. funny because I love labels, mm-hmm. but also sometimes I don't love labels where I'm like, I want it to be more open-ended. And okay. I think that's the whole thing that ties with community. So anyway, so I was just like, I just want to feel in a safe space mm-hmm. where I can kick a ball and not get made fun of for kicking it the wrong fucking way. And I'm just there to have fun. And like, uh, one of my favorite things actually is badminton. Badminton, air hockey, like I'm trying to like one-on-one type of vibes too, but soccer is, soccer is good too. What are your thoughts? What is that face? About you playing soccer? Yeah. I've wanted to play soccer since I was in kindergarten and I was never allowed. And then I got to college mm-hmm. and there were rec and club. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could join, but now I'm too scared because I'm going to be so far behind everyone else, which would have been a perfect time. I'm yeah. not too far behind, right? It's always this, like, thing of, like, we're running out of time. Yeah. But we're not. Like, in so many fucking stages of our life, we're not running out of time. I feel like you have this tendency to want to invent things. You have a lot of ideas. Oh, yeah. And so I'm, an, I, I'm like an inventor. Yeah. You're like, like let's, an idea master. let's go and create this thing and, you know, nobody else is doing it and, like, let's create this like hyper niched thing mm-hmm. when it already exists like you can take soccer lessons like they exist it just takes like a little bit of googling and I don't also want to take soccer lessons and putting yourself outside of your comfort zone <laughs> i want to play soccer i don't want to have to take lessons for it I- i'm sorry i'm sorry but you want to be able to the- do something but you don't want to work at it and you don't want to try and you don't want to be a beginner and you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you might have to learn something and start from the bottom you just want to be able to play it that's what you're so telling we know me know that i'm a recovering perfectionist so if i don't get it right on the first try we out jessica <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't done a Jessica on this podcast yet. Jessica. I, I feel like I say it all the time. I, there, it's probably there. You just, oh, haven't, maybe it's you just haven't heard it. Yeah. Um, I'm so used to it. Jess, come on. Oh, I'm fully aware. No, I understand. I can see the hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah, you want to create like something that's like super specific so that you feel comfortable and safe. You want to create something yes. for you rather than... I think joining there are something like that me, already but I hear exists. you. I hear you. I mean, probably. I there are probably people who are out there, but you know where you're going to find those people? At fucking soccer lessons. I think I'd rather, like, learn pottery okay, at this fine. point. <laughs> I like how you changed it completely. You were like, you know what? On second thought, pottery sounds really nice. Well, you know, well, you know what you're going to have to do? These? You know what you're going to have to do? What? Take pottery lessons. Oh, I'm down for pottery lessons because it's so unfamiliar. Whereas for me, there is a little bit of like, okay, if the goal is to have fun in kicking a ball, I don't want to be told that my foot is wrong the way that I'm kicking the ball. I think too, there's a, there's a level of like, I've, it's interesting going back to our last conversation, but like coaches scare me, coaches, sports coaches. Mm -hmm. I don't see a lot that are very like nurturing. I think there are a lot that are like yelling at you, like get your fucking foot off the ground. If you're not throwing up, like, are you you're just, not running Are you enough. going based off of what you've seen in TV and movies? This is what you're doing right now, yes. right? You're describing what you've seen. Yes. Okay, yeah, cool. That's what I figured. Jess, <laughs> come on. I, I didn't play sports. I always wanted to. Mm-hmm. My parents didn't mm-hmm. have enough time mm-hmm. for me to. Okay. Well, I realized that I missed out on an integral part of guess childhood. What? You're an adult now, and you get to decide what know, you do with your time. Weird. Take badminton lessons. Take um. So. Oh, I don't need lessons for badminton. Oh my god. Or volleyball. Jesus. Take. You know what's interesting hmm. about all these? What? That I'm gravitated to besides soccer is their solo mm. activities. Mm. That's weird. Yeah. Well, knowing what we know about me and knowing how I've talked about things. And it's, I think it goes back to like a sense of control of like, I don't have to rely on anyone. Right. I don't, I don't have to like worry about anything. Interesting. Interesting. So what I'm hearing Mm. is Jess's homework for the week is to go out and find a team sport to play with others and put herself outside of her comfort zone to find a community. (laughs) Is that, did I read that wrong? Or is that Mm. in fact what you've just now signed up for? Mm, I think 
I'm dizzy. This <laughs> no, it's a that is good. I have to figure out what that looks like though for me. I think and that's the journey. That's is the like, journey, and I think yeah. with your business, with life, with anything, is seeing where you're resisting something. Yeah. And then yep. figuring out why and leaning into mm-hmm. that, and that's mm-hmm. where your biggest growth that's where like that's really where the magic happens is when you find your resistance that's so there's this quote that we heard a lot in yoga teacher training which is yoga is where you meet the edge of your resistance and then you just sit there you don't back off you don't push harder you just sit there right where the edge of your resistance is and then And so I think about it when I'm like in a posture, if I'm in like pigeon and I'm like, oh my gosh, this hurts so much. This hurts so much. And then my job then is like, okay, great. You're uncomfortable. Why are you uncomfortable? Are you, you're tight in your hips? Is it because you're clenching your hips? Can you relax? If you relax, is that, does that tension go away? And sometimes, yeah, it does. And, and realizing that a lot of times this tension, this resistance, we're creating it with our mind, with our, um, with our preconceived notions, with our history, with our baggage. Like there's so much stuff. Tension gets created from so much. And Mm -hmm. it's up to us to notice it and then do something about it. Yeah. Snaps to that. Also, um, plugging, learning a new sport. I took a, I took tennis lessons one time, a couple years ago. No, several years ago. It was right around the time that I moved here. I found a Groupon for tennis lessons in College Park, Maryland, and I drove out twice a week to College Park and took tennis lessons. And it was a fucking delight. So highly recommend. Let's play tennis sometime. Highly recommend. Here's the thing, too. No, I'm not going to play tennis with you. No. Why? Because you just said that you get weirdly competitive in solo individual sports. (laughs) I never said that. That like, was those the, words that did was not the come subtext. Out of my mouth. That was the but subtext of like, did you know? I don't need badminton lessons. I don't need tennis lessons. I don't need volleyball lessons. I'm really good <laughs> on my own because I know you. Tennis, I am not good at because I don't have the strength for it. And when Matt and I have played tennis, he's like, you need to try harder. Right? Because his whole vibe is like, you must be the best or else it's not worth it. Um... So you're going to take but, soccer lessons and Matt's going to well, take yoga classes. I know, right? Matt would, I would love for him to take, he would, he has done yoga, but um, he's building a cabin. So I think that counts. He's like, he gets busy. a pass. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's got, he's busy that week. He's building a, he's an busy. entire structure. Right. I know. Learning. He loves to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, soccer lessons also feel awkward and tough well let's also say that I'm resistant to awkwardness that's also why I've struggled with community because it is awkward yeah there's a lot of like putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. as we talked about and you can get rejected right and also knowing that uh something I said to someone this week was like it is not personal but it affects me personally say that again so in what context like when you're taking something personally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're like Mm -hmm. I know they're Mm -hmm. not intending it this way right but also I'm, I'm taking feeling my personally. fucking feelings about it. Yeah, but yeah. that's on you. Like you get it to decide what to do yeah. with those feelings. You get to decide whether yeah. you take it personally and you hold on to it or you get to decide whether you let it go. Mm-hmm. And it can still hurt your um, feelings, but then you get to decide what to do with it after that. Right. And I think there is, again, going to keep harping on, there is a very big difference between community and friendships. Mm-hmm. Your community could be your clients, in a sense. It depends, right? I know some people who have, like... dangerous, but yeah. It is. I agree. But there are some people out there who have, like, a a frequent rewards Mm -hmm. flyer, like, type of (laughs) vibe for their clients. Yeah, free... Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they have, like, a Slack group for Mm -hmm. their community. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I feel like most of us are finding community through, for our creative business, through the Instagram DMs, Mm -hmm. of course, Mm -hmm. through TikTok now. Yeah. Through Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard so much about LinkedIn recently. I don't know if I'm into it, but it's something that's happening. Apparently, it's like, it's like, I guess, what Facebook used to be. It's like Instagram, but in LinkedIn. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's always been like that. It's for a very specific type of people. It's active. It's active. It is active, but like, it's that. It's like for finding opportunities more than activity you want. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Okay. Um, Yeah. What about you? Where do you feel like? I feel like I have found communities by following my passions. So I. That is. That's the title. Community. Community. Follow your passion. It leads like. That's passion leads to community. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I started working at the boathouse cause I wanted to be on the water. I have a community at the climbing gym because I wanted to be around climbers. Um, I, can you have give a, me an example where you weren't working? So that's the tricky thing is that, <laughs> with, <you>. uh, with <laughs> me, I always find a way to turn it toward back to capitalism. Well, I'm yeah. like, why would I pay for this thing when they could pay me? That's true. Um, but if there's not a job opening or right, right, you're already right. busy. No, and I need to be better about making the effort to treat myself. I'm trying to be more intentional going forward, recognizing that it is okay to pay to have hobbies. You don't have to mm. do everything on your own. You can um, take That's a class. That's so good. You yeah. Can, yeah. You can, it, like, you don't uh like how do i want to phrase this something along the lines of like you don't have to earn your rest you also don't have to earn your hobbies Mm. um you can do something just because you want to so i need to go and look at um there's a i my studio is in a warehouse that has a pottery studio in it era clay center and um the guy who runs the center is so sweet and I've been here for about a year and so I've like seen him in the halls and he's so kind that he remembers my name every time and the other day maybe like a couple months ago he was like Madeline when are you gonna come take a class and I was like oh John I'm so busy and he just looks at me and he goes are you and I said (laughs) (laughs) I love it um talk about connection yeah I was like "I, I I mean no, like it wasn't, it wasn't like a, an aggressive thing or anything. It wasn't yeah. like a sales tactic. It wasn't like, oh, you're yeah. really that busy, but it was just like, are it's genuine. You? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of like <laughs> looked inside my soul and I was like, mm, mm. it's time. And, uh, and just like thinking about like, how many times do we say, oh, we're busy. I don't have time to do that. I don't, for me, I don't want to spend the money for you. You don't want to feel uncomfortable or awkward. Mm-hmm. But we just kind of like when we use the word busy, we just assume that people are going to then back off. Oh, my God. And you're like, I'm I too busy for word. this. I'm too busy for that. I hate that, that word. And yeah, I, I a, have a... realized where I have put off connection, where I've put off mm. community, where I've put off relationships because I say I'm too busy for this. Oh, I've heard you say that a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think part of the journey of finding your community is figuring out your resistance. Hmm. I do like that. That's good. Mm-hmm. Finding your, yeah. It Fo- helps me come so, up with it. Uh, step number one, follow your passion. Yeah. Or would yep. you say step number one is find your resistance? I would say find your passion. Okay. Step number one, follow your passion. Mm-hmm. Step number two, find what you're resisting. Mm-hmm. Step number, number three, three, put yourself out there. Put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Nice. Vulnerable. Yeah. Yep. Step number four. Is there Make a fourth step? space for the connection. I think that's putting yourself out there. Yeah. The number four is, is um, showing up, like continuing yeah. to commit to it. Yeah. Uh, grow your community. And yeah. growing anything takes commitment. It takes mm-hmm. time. It takes mm-hmm. patience. And it takes consistency. Yep. Bam. We Woo! did it. Look, at that. I, look, I wasn't sure if we were going to land the plane. We were in the middle of I that. Was, we were in the middle yeah. of that episode and I was like, "Whew, I don't know if we're going to pull it back around, but we did do that. That is a thing that we did." Of course we did. <laughs> um, okay, I think that's a good point to wrap it up on. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel good. Okay. Uh, Jess, what's lighting you up this week? Oh, why do I feel on the spot every time? I feel like we always <laughs> I know, like, every time we're like, Ugh, stall." <laughs> Okay, um, knee-jerk reaction. Just what's a thing yep. that made you happy today that you were like, yeah. Yes. 
So this morning I ended up going to the wrong location for a site visit for a new project. They have multiple locations. We ended up rescheduling it mm -hmm. and I ended up taking a walk through a neighborhood in Baltimore mm -hmm. and getting um, breakfast and coffee from my favorite place mm -hmm. and literally just like being a tourist mm -hmm. in my own neighborhood. Yeah. In my own, It's not my neighborhood, in my own city. Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those things where like, Talk about seeing things from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, "Ooh, look at that mural. Ooh, look at that like thing on the ground. Ooh, mm -hmm. look at the way the ivy is blowing here. Mm -hmm. Like just gorgeous. Also, it's a perfect day. It's like 70 degrees and breezy. So <laughs> Jess is happy in this kind of weather. I do not like that. I just talked about myself. That was person. weird. I've never heard you do that. <laughs> I've seen people like say that and I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. I tried it. It was so weird. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm all for experimenting. You may do whatever you want, but that was... Well, I was thinking of, like, I don't... Yeah. Okay. It's fine. All right. Okay. okay. What is lighting you up, Madeline? Okay. I'm going to follow my own advice and just go first thing, last thing yeah, that made me reaction. happy. Got reaction. Yeah. Um, my, my check engine light came on. That's oh, not no. That's not what's making me happy. That's not what's making me happy. It came on yesterday. Uh. I have also had an alert on my card to get my oil changed, so I took and got my oil changed. And um, while I was there, I was like, can you guys read the code on this check engine light? They said, no, you have to go to an auto zone. So I went to an auto zone today, and I um, had the check engine light checked. And it's something, something going on. Um, and it's like a part. They were like, it could be this thing or it could be this other thing, and you just need to have a part replaced. And I have such resistance sometimes when it comes to taking care of myself, taking care of my things. Um, I love my father to death. I am such a daddy's girl, but I know it comes from him because mm -hmm. he is a mechanic. And so whenever I had to go to him and be like, oh, this is going on with my car, my dad would be like, well, why didn't you say anything sooner? I'd be like, well, mm. I didn't know sooner. I'm a baby. Like, what the fuck do I know about transmission? I'm just a baby. I'm just a baby. <laughs> and so I am, when anything goes wrong with, like, my car, my boat, my mm -hmm. life, anything, my knee-jerk reaction is to get so defensive and be like, I'm a good person. I swear I didn't mean for this to happen. <laughs> like, I didn't do this on purpose. This was just an accident. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, and I just get really scared uh, that somebody's going to come and attack me personally for this, or it's going to be like a, a mistake that costs me thousands of dollars. Mm. And so my check engine light came on and the first thing I should have done is text my dad and be like hey my check engine light came on but instead yeah. I was like I'm not gonna tell him until I know what the problem is so mm. I went and got it checked today it's no big deal I might tell him about this I might not I might handle it on my own like a big girl um <laughs> but it was just one of those things where it was like huh one I handled this on my own yeah I am more capable than I think I am mm. two I took care of it right away Mm -hmm. and nothing bad happened mm. and now it's and now I know I mean I saw there's still stuff I have to do I have to figure out am I going to try and replace this part myself or am I going to hire someone to do it how difficult is this that might be where I reach out to probably my brother he's a little less judgmental than my dad um not judgmental but just like a little less accusatory and so I might reach out to him and be like, hey, is this a thing that I can replace on my own? Or is this a thing I should go to a professional for? Um, but I don't know. I, I feel good about the fact that I like took steps towards resolving something. And it was not the end of the world. It was neither the resolution of the thing. But I like took a step. Yeah. And I didn't put it off. You felt and I capable. handled it. Yeah. And I felt yeah. capable. And That's also just like, just like. I don't know like this is it this is this is just how you you know <laughs> you're an adult like I think we avoid things so often because we build them up to be bigger in our head and so there's a version of me that would have waited two weeks to get my check engine light checked and it would have been stressing me out the entire time I also think that there's a version of me that would have like dropped everything yesterday like I have to get it checked right now and I have to drop mm. everything to go and do this um and I didn't do that either like I tried to make it happen oh. yesterday it didn't work out and I was like okay I'll go tomorrow 
Yeah. It gets to be easy. Mm. On that note, mm-hmm. what we're talking about next time <laughs> in our final episode oh of the season. Oh, my God. I can't even believe. I feel like time has passed so quickly. Jesus Christ. In the final episode, we're talking about, it's like healing and just like kind of wrapping up the season, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just like talking about it all in a way. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, but I think it's really like our journey in life and in business mm-hmm. in a way of yeah. like, you know, when to kind of some of the catalysts, some of the things that we've learned along the way that we feel like are really helpful to share. Yeah. We've been sharing nuggets here and there. I think so. And um, I, th- I think a lot of what we've been talking about has been looking back at our past. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think we're going to talk about like looking at our 20s versus looking yeah. at our 30s. So what mm-hmm. was behind us? What informed the last decade? And what do we want mm-hmm. out of the next decade? Knowing what we know now with all mm. of the lessons that we've learned. Um, if we knew what we knew. <laughs> yes, I'm just a baby. And well, we're not babies anymore. So. No. And that is always talk about, yeah, like car troubles. You're mm. like, oh, I'm going to call someone. I can't do this. Right. And then you're like, oh, I can fucking do this. Yeah. I'm an adult now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting shift. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to talk about that. You're excited to talk about episode. car troubles? No. Okay. <laughs> about 20s versus 30s and like the healing mm-hmm. and the just like kind of here and where we're going and what we're yeah. looking forward to. Where we're going in life, where we're going with the podcast. This would be yeah. a great opportunity if people have um, thoughts or questions that they want to know yes. about either one of us, about our past. Because I think for next season, I would say from our conversations, we aren't going to be talking about so much our past as much in depth. I think we'll still be Mm -hmm. talking about it, but next season our focus is to bring in guests who are talking about their experience and their unique perspectives. And so Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if you have been suffering through us talking nonstop about our past, guess what? It's coming (laughs) to an end. Um, If you're looking forward to interviews, guess what? Those are coming. Um, If you really enjoyed us going in deep about our past then sorry bud and it might pop up it'll there pop will up be it, will pop, yeah. it will pop up that's like the basis of but we i don't yeah. think we'll be i don't think we'll have as not we won't have as it's much gonna time be different. but yeah it'll be different yeah. we're going to be shifting our we're, focus going forward and we're definitely going to be more forward focused mm-hmm. um, we're going to reflect on this season and again perfect time to tell us like what's working what's not what do you want to hear mm-hmm. You know how to find us, Instagram, thebaddestroadmap at gmail.com. Is there another one? Nope, that's it. That's <laughs> Instagram, it. email. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, go uh, go find uh, go find your passions. Follow your passion. Find your community. Yeah. Find your resistance. Uh-huh. Take a soccer lesson. <laughs> we are not doing that. <laughs> Okay. Until next time. Bye. Bye.